Hi, I'm Eva Gaspar. And I am Alberto Gonzalez. From Appalite Studios, developers of Super Hydora, and you're listening to the Party Chat Podcast. Xbox on. Game on, baby! Wow! Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by a lord and savoury snack. It's delicious cheese. It is delicious cheese. And cheese. Yeah. And cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> and the queen of cosplay. It's Karina. Hey! We, we sticking hey. with that one? We sticking yeah, with the Queen of Cosplay? You know what, I realise you always use my actual name, but everyone else has, like, gamer tags. I literally say Ross Miller. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> other, other than that, other than yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like my gamer tag. Like, but my friend Bob well, keeps get... on trying to get me to change my gamer tag, like, all the time. Well, I suppose what? it is so, your name. Yeah, like, I'm immediately identifiable but also my ages, and now I'm above 30, only just. Only just. I, <laughs> I, I'm i like, oh my God, like, I, I, I look so old, because I'm seeing gamer tags that have got, like, 1992 in them and things like that. Um, and I'm like, I feel that's, quite old now. That's the year, that's my, even that. that's the year my girlfriend was born. Right, don't rub it in. <laughs> 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 but anyway, we, we usually start this podcast with what we've been playing, and, and I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to start myself. Oh, okay. Holy so, crap. Yeah. Every year, EA Sports release a game. A game that every single year adds so much to it. And the graphics get better, the... Roster's updated and everyone rushes out at midnight to buy this game or purchase it digitally. Of course, I'm talking about FIFA because I have literally played no other game. Well, I've played two games, FIFA and Cuphead. I was going to say you, you blew off FIFA for sorry you blew off <laughs> you blew off Destiny for FIFA. I was I was shocked. I'm disappointed I'm in you, Ross. Cuphead. <laughs> I'm shocked that she's disappointed. <laughs> I'm almost at level cap in Destiny, so I'm literally just trying to keep it going at the moment. I don't want to burn myself out, so I'm doing all my weekly objectives in FIFA. Uh, in FIFA. See, I'm talking about FIFA uh, and Destiny on a like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the rest of the time I'm either playing FIFA or, as I said, on Friday, I started to play Cuphead. Nice. Before we talk about Cuphead, because we have to talk about Cuphead, I suppose, because it's the flavor yeah. flay of the month. Can I ask, uh, you know, just recently there was a huge controversy with, uh, with it was it NBA? The, yes. The, the newest NBA game? That's EA as well, right? Or is that no, Activision? that's 2K. That's 2K. That's 2K, oh, yeah. okay. So there's, yeah, there's, there's two add. basketball games. Because yeah. uh, I know that FIFA has uh, microtransactions, but I never heard anyone complain about them. I was going to ask, what's the difference? Um, so the the 2K basketball game, just to say EA have a basketball game as well called NBA Live. Mm. Okay. Um, and from what I hear, by all accounts, it's very, very good this year. They, they took a year out 
to sort of catch up with 2K. But 2K has a My Pro mode where you go a single player and join him through his entire career. But the, the controversy came about the fact that it's very, very hard to progress in the career unless you buy points for your character. Mm-hmm. Now, you can earn them in-game, but it takes a very, very long time to grind them in-game. Um, and these are just like increasing attributes or different haircuts or different sneakers, things like that. But you can literally just go online, buy points, and just upgrade them right away. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And I was just so gonna, it's very much pay to win. Like, I, yeah. I want to know what's what's the difference though, because I've never heard anyone complain about the microtransactions in any any FIFA game, and I know it has them. Well, FIFA's more addictive, I would say, for the regards to the microtransactions. Uh. The ultimate team mode is literally you start off with a team of no hopers. It's, it's exactly the same in Madden, um, and you buy packs of cards. Oh. Okay. And each of the cards have got a different footballer in them. They've got different ratings, different abilities, and you, of course, can then place them in your team to play games. Um, and it becomes very, very addictive because they give you some free packs and you can earn free packs by doing certain objectives. And you can actually just buy players outright, as in you earn coins from games or from selling your own players. You can then go in the transfer market and buy players. Or you could pay £12 and buy 10 packs and see what players you get. Yeah, sounds a bit like the, the, the other EA game, the um, num, 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 Plants vs. Zombies, that has cards as well. It has cards as well. EA have got their card game on point. <laughs> I love FIFA Ultimate Team. Every year I will put my hand in my pocket and buy some packs. I'm not going to lie, at the very beginning... But the amount that I play the game over the year and the enjoyment I get from it, I actually don't mind because this is a mode you could just bypass. You could ignore it. There's other online modes. It's not a necessity to play it. But if you want to go down that rabbit hole, the potential to spend quite a little bit of money is there. (laughs) Just trying to pack a Ronaldo card. (laughs) So, okay. It's, uh, It's elephant in the room time. Cuphead, hit me. One of the most infuriating games I have ever played. I love it. Have you destroyed your controller yet? No, I haven't. You know what? It's the difficulty level is there. But at no point of me playing it have I got stuck for no, you know, to a point when I'm like, I can't be bothered trying this again. I've always managed to learn it and get by the points that I needed to just at the point where, where I was about to break, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost as like the game pushes you to the edge, but never quite over it. I, I just have to point out, visually, the game, as everyone knows, is, is amazing. It, it's a beautiful game. The soundtrack is fantastic. <laughs> it's so well done. Just about to say, I think it sounds better than it looks. The yeah, soundtrack, it's, it's, that, that big band. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And it's quite an experience, I think, that everyone has to try. If I've got the nostalgia feel because I remember games like this being of a certain age. Then you've got people that are maybe a little bit younger that that don't really have games like this, that want to just try it and enjoy it and see why we hold games like this in such a high regard. I think it appeals to a mass market. And I think Microsoft have got an absolute brilliant IP there. With this game, like they could do a lot with the Cuphead 
franchise itself. You know, I, I think that's actually why the, the NES Mini and the Super NES that Nintendo just made recently have have sold so well. It's the same thing. You know, a lot of old people, you know, I don't want to call us old, but older gamers, you know, who want to relive the nostalgia era. And then also a lot of younger gamers who never played them, but have never heard, like have just heard us constantly talk about, you know, never shut up about these games. So they're curious to to see what, what we're ranting about. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, it does cover a, a mass market in, in that yeah. sense. And, uh, yeah, um, Cuphead ticks a lot of boxes for me. Um, it's a game which you can tell that it's got a lot of heart in it and it took a long, long time for them to make it, as we know. And my only concern that I would say is, is how long are we going to wait to see another? Oh. But the fact that I want to see another is a good thing. Have you finished it yet? I haven't, so I shouldn't even want another, but <laughs> I, I will. It's, it's also something, it's like, it's perfect for me if I'm grinding in Destiny, playing FIFA, like that's a perfect break, that, that sort of casualness of it, mm-hmm. and then a little bit more hardcore when you're going to the cuphead, because I've set myself the challenge in, of trying to A every level. Oh no, don't do that. Oh, you've got to oh, set yourself a challenge that. like that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try, like... Uh, and it might take me a year, it might take me two years, I might, you know, put it down for a month or two and go back to it, but I, I feel as if the game developers have done so much for this game and brought a genre that we didn't see too much at the moment back into the limelight. Um, so I feel as if I, it deserves my full attention. Well, I've played the game uh, a year ago at at Gamescom. And it was enough for me to know that it's not a game for me, simply because I really don't like these bullet hell shooters. Never have, never will. Uh, so <clears throat> while it's it's great that everyone else is enjoying it, I'm obviously not going to partake. But what I did do uh, is watch some other people play this game on stream, on, on Mixer, in fact. And holy crap, like this, I watched this one dude who was just... A, he was just a god holding a controller. I, I, I'm not kidding. He played the final boss on expert mode, and he smashed him without taking a single hit in one minute twenty seconds. Wow! That's good. Yeah, I saw that live, and everyone, the chat just went berserk. Like this is not humanly possible. And he was like, "Ah, it's not so bad." <laughs> like holy crap! What do you what do you get that level of hand eye coordination? Jesus, have you have you played it, Karina? No, I've not played Cuphead. But um, when I got to my course this morning, someone had it on the tablet. They've got a Windows Surface tablet, mm-hmm. and so I watched one of the levels. Um, There's just this massive fan thing, and then sheep on fire, and I don't know bullets <laughs> everywhere, and. I was like, what is going on? But this looks so awesome. And he um, he said, he was like, oh, do you want to go? But I knew if I, if I touched it, I would sit there and probably oh, no. miss the whole day it, of it's uni It's the turbo it. tunnel again. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> You need to stay not. away from this game, Karina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was dangerous. like, better not start on that one. So, But no, like, it, lo- it looks really, really good. Really good fun, but yeah. at the same time, looks highly frustrating. I'm looking forward to Clay coming back hopefully next week and talking about it because he has been playing it and I have seen him online yeah. playing it and I, I want to hear his opinion as well because I think he's having a good time as well. So, Reese, what have you been playing this week? So, uh, on the Xbox, I have just been chipping away a little bit still at Borderlands 2 with my girlfriend in split screen. 
which is fun. You know, same old, same old as last week. Uh, and I also tried a new game, uh, but it's not for the Xbox One, but I'll talk about it briefly, and that's uh, Golf Story, which everybody has been raving about on the Switch. Have either of you guys heard of Golf Story? I have. You have. It's right up your alley, actually, Ross, especially yeah, considering yes. you like Thimbleweed Park. So, <laughs> I, that's why this is on yeah. the radar, to be honest with you. Okay, so for those who don't know, just briefly, Golf Story is, I mean, if anyone's played the classic uh, JRPG Earthbound uh, or Mother 2, depending on what region you're in, on the Super Nintendo, it's basically that, but set on a golf course. So it's like an old school, top-down Japanese RPG fused with like Mario Golf from the Game Boy uh and you but you you know golf is like the the very the very very least thing you'll be doing while playing this game it's like a really weird and wacky RPG where you run around doing all kinds of quests and basically in a world where everything can be solved by smashing a golf ball into it and you can you can pitch like you can drop a golf ball and tee up anywhere you want in the world so you can just like start smashing things in people's houses <laughs> it's as stupid as it sounds but it's it's really charming and really endearing i had a good time with it i hope it comes to xbox i really do at, yeah. at the moment it's well, i know that's why you said you when you when you spoke about this game you did say oh hope it comes to xbox like that is the yeah. The, the thing that I'm hoping for, like, I know I'm getting a Switch for Christmas, right? I know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I about but, you know, this is a game that I want to sit and, and play, and I'm quite jealous of the Switch owners for having this because it seems right up my street. It's it's really funny. It's also made by Australians, so everyone in the game speaks with a really weird uh, Australian... Speaks, it's all text bubbles, but the, the talk with an Australian accent, which is actually kind of charming. You know, hardly any games do that. Karina. What have I been playing? I have been playing just Destiny again. <laughs> this is like, how many weeks no in a row? Surprise. There's no surprise. It literally, until maybe they release games with the Xbox One X, I probably will be on Destiny all the time. Um, yeah, I didn't. I just did the usual milestones. We we attempted the raid. Um, attempted. We were doing okay. And we managed to pass it at that pie. It only took us a couple of hours. Um, you know, yeah. that's just for one section. Um, no, so you haven't beaten it yet. End. No, we haven't beaten the raid yet, but we we had a good uh, go at it. We had a good Rubbish. go at it. Like a lot of people, that we we have a sort of six or seven that we want to beat the raid with. You know, these are our core players that we've always sort of played Destiny with, and I think sometimes we're all a bit like, oh, such and such can't make it, so we all can't do it, and then such and such can't do it, so we can't play again tonight. And I suppose at one point we're just all going to have to go. Yeah, whoever's on is playing. So, yeah. so, so you're yeah. saying it's just like the podcast? Yeah, basically, it's just <laughs> like this podcast. Yeah, you just at one point you got to go, just go for it. Seeing that though, I did start my other character in Destiny, so well, hopefully uh, I can bump up the uh, level light in that. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. The same old as every single week. <laughs> you should like start a Destiny blog where you just like. Dear Diary, today I did this and that. You should just like write a, a daily Destiny blog. I think that would be cool. Today I've done 14 public events in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still not got the damn Scrubs stuff everywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you my gripe about Destiny. The last two weeks, Zer, okay, the visit the agent oh, of the unknown, yeah. Zer appears, yep, on a random place on, on the world now, not just even on the. The um, I don't want to spoil anything, but on your sort of spawning area, 
he will appear anywhere, essentially. And the last two weeks, every single item that he has from my Titan, I already own. Ah. Yeah, I feel like he needs to bring some new stuff to the table, but we'll see. We'll have to bit wait till Friday. Bit of Reddit trivia for you guys. You've probably seen anyone who browses Reddit frequently, a very popular subreddit, any sub- subreddit, uh, at one point when someone has made a thread saying, you know, screw this subreddit or screw this insert topic here, if this thread gets X thousand upvotes, this will become an X-themed subreddit. You guys have seen those kind of posts. Yes, I have, yeah. So the one that started it all began on the Destiny subreddit. Uh, Are you guys familiar with this? Were you here when this happened? I don't think I was in the Destiny subreddit when it happened. All right. So uh, the the best weapon in vanilla Destiny was Gjallarhorn, the, the bazooka. And people, it was really hard to get. And having Gjallarhorn was like seen as sort of a mark of prestige and you know people slaved over getting this for for like half a year trying to get this this you know this gallowhorn and it became sort of like a mythic weapon and then just one day sir turns up and he's selling the thing for like next to nothing and the subreddit lost its mind the mods had declared it a quote-unquote national holiday and decided not to do any moderating and then uh some some guy made a post and he said, you know, bleep Destiny, bleep Bungie, bleep Glialahorn. If this thread gets 10,000 upvotes, I say we overthrow the mods and make this a Club Penguin themed subreddit. And it got <laughs> like, it's one of the, it's still in the top 10 or maybe top maybe top 20, I think, of all time upvoted posts on Reddit, like as a whole. And it, it got the upvotes, obviously, so the mods actually committed and turned it into a legit, like, Club Penguin-themed subreddit. And uh, it was just a hilarious day on Reddit, and that's that's where that whole thing comes from. So there's your little Reddit storytime history there. It's all because of Destiny and Zur. So your hate for him is not misplaced. <laughs> I, st- like, I don't feel that there's a weapon like that in Destiny 2 yet that is just sort of one to rule them all. Huh. No, I don't think mm. so. I reckon there will be one. There's the Mida weapons in, or Mida, I don't even pronounce it, in the uh, yeah. trials. But, I don't know, apart from that, I don't think there's an ultimate weapon at the moment. Right, well, later on, we do have an interview. In fact, we're going to place it at the end of the podcast with Alberto McAlby and Eva Gaspar from Abbey Light Games, developers of Super Hydra, and I believe you and Reese are, you and Reese, you and Reese, Karina, yep. are going to be taking that interview. But next up, let's find out what's been happening in the subreddit this week. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. So Karina, you wanna, you wanna tell us about in? the you, you wanna tell us about the games with gold? Ooh, oh okay I thought we were gonna start with uh, gold. <laughs> I can go straight into the games of gold if you want. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. Well, 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 let's just ask us, right? So, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we announced the games of gold last week. Yeah, there's a little bit of a discrepancy here. So, uh, are we just reconfirming them? Uh, yeah, so, go on then. It says here, Xbox One is getting Gone Home, the Turing Test, and on Xbox 360, it's Rayman 3 HD, 
and Medal of Honor Airborne. Karina, that's different to the four games that you told us last week. Do you want to explain that? It's a really funny yeah. way of spelling Devil May Cry, I have to say. <laughs> uh, Xbox is lying, clearly. Ah. That, that's okay. it. I'm right. Xbox is wrong. <laughs> I don't think so, because I've already downloaded, gone home. Well, that's just a mistake. We have to call Phil and get it sorted. Get we'll, we'll refund. So let's face it, Karina, you were wrong last week, but luckily for you, user uh, Zavaltala has you covered. Oh, thanks. I'm glad someone has, has a better job than me. <laughs> I think this is going to be a running theme the week before Games of Gold. We're going to get Karina to let us know what our predictions are going to be, <laughs> and then we're going to score them. Yeah, a score. Oh, oh, imagine nice. if I, I hope I do. I, yeah, you know what? This should be a, definitely be a thing, and I hope one day I do actually get it right. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> all four. Yeah, all, all four. four. Yeah. That'll be an ultimate. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'd do if I got all four, but if I did, something will happen. Okay. If you got all four, I'm coming down to Birmingham and we're going to the casino. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been noted on the podcast. <laughs> Excellent. So, have you guys so, wait, played these? Oh. I think I just took your bit, Ross. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I, I've done what it gone home because. Wow, like, I've played that on PC. It's a great game. Can't play, wait to play it again um, or on Xbox. But the one for me, the pick here, is actually the Turing Test, have, a game that I've played. I was about to say, have you played it? Sorry. Yeah, I, I own this. Um, it is a Portal-like game, maybe not as difficult as Portal, but I'll tell you what's really good about that. The characters in that are phenomenal. The voice acting's really good. And it actually takes you through the, the game quite well. It's it's an enjoyable experience. I've, I'm looking forward to maybe giving the Turing test another another shot. Yeah, it's uh, it's got quite a good story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll probably download Raymond because I used to yeah. be a bit of a fan. I'd, actually, no, I'd probably try uh, the Turing test just to see what it's about and maybe gone home. I've never really played any of them. Um but no, I'll be interested definitely in Raymond just because I have played the others. Are you a, a Legends or um, uh, Origins fan? Uh, probably more Legends. Good, good, good. Rayman Legends <laughs> is great. It's it's fantastic. Ray, Rayman 3 is probably one of the worst Rayman games, but it's it's oh. still Rayman, so. Yeah, it's still Rayman. Uh, is Rayman 3 the one that they basically included in the sort of Legends or the, the the one that they've given away before. It was like basically all the levels for that were included in it. No, no, um, that's that's Legends. Uh, basically, yeah. um, Rayman went 3D. That's what Rayman 3 is. And yes. uh, a lot of people really didn't like that. And Rayman sort of fell out of favor for a very long time. And then they decided to go back to their origins and they released Rayman Origins on the 360 and PS4 and, it, sorry, and PS3. And it was, you know, the classic 2D style, you know, really nice, beautiful, in fact, uh, 2D platformer. And then on this generation, they released, uh, and on last generation too, they released Rayman Legends, which was even more like a whole new game, like a sequel to Origins. But they took all of the levels from Origins and rammed them into Legends as well, and then remixed them to, to fit with the new mechanics that they added. So it was two games in one, which I thought was really nice. 
Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. I, I've never played Rayman 3 then, so I'm yeah, looking forward to playing it's, that then. It's okay. It's a nice little 3D platform, and I actually haven't played this HD version, so maybe they fixed some of the clunky, you know, you know, if you played 3D platformers on the PlayStation era, you know, they were really clunky. You had bad camera controls and stuff like that, and a lot of these HD remixes sort of fixed that, so maybe it'll be good. I have to admit, I've got a gripe with Games of Gold this month. What's that? Another EA Access title. Where? Medal of Honor Airborne. Is that an EA Access title? I believe so, yeah. Oh, they're double dipping. Yeah, like, I'm I'm getting to the point where either my EA Access is getting devalued or my my Games of Gold is getting devalued. They're both still good value, right? But I'm I'm feeling now, yeah, I, I, I don't like the fact that or for a few months now, not necessarily consecutively, but there has been a few games that have been given away which are already part of EA Access. Battlefield 3 was done last month. Oh, yeah. I believe as well. And we've got Medal of Honor Airborne this month. I hope this doesn't become a trend, is, is all I'm trying to say for the 360 games. I know there's only so many that they can make backwards compatible and, and bring to us, but even still, it does feel a little bit lazy. Lucky you don't own Games Pass. Yeah. That is very true. That is very true. Because basically... Although EGX, I do have quite a number of passes for Games Pass. So. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> like basically once a game comes into Games with Gold, it just cycles into the Games Pass after that. Yeah. More or less. But there's still some good games in Games Pass. Absolutely. Oh, man. If you, if you don't own a modern console... Buying a PS4 at this point is just dumb because you can go and buy an Xbox One and you can pay the the five or nine bucks, whatever it is, for a month and you can have hundreds of games to play. It's crazy, the, the value proposition for a new gamer. For someone like us who... who's, you know, been with the Xbox for, you know, the last two generations, it's... it's eh. But, you know, cause, just because we already own all these games. But uh, for someone who doesn't own a platform, holy crap, the, the value is incredible. Well, it's good for my kid. Yeah. My kid is, like, quite happy because he feels if he owns hundreds of games. Yeah. You know, that way, like, he's happy to try things out and he wouldn't like a lot of them. I can't see him playing PD too. <laughs> but, you know. Like, <laughs> you never <laughs> well, know. know <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it's, it's good for, for him to, to put the, the code on for him and, and let him try. And he's like, oh, look at all these games I've got to play, Dad. You know, this is that's fun for him. But, yeah, uh, I hope next month we ha- have four games of gold and one of them isn't an EA Access title. Let's just break the trend a little bit. But next story is one of the subreddit's most requested features from quickly doing a search on it. So, Reese, do you want to give us the next story? Sure. User Liam Curtis 1718 posted. God, he's old. Yeah, he's he's getting on a bit, but he's he's doing all right for, for still posting on Reddit. I have to say, the uh, the eyes are still working pretty well. Anyway, game gifting is here. TLDR, finally, after years and years and years and years of complaining, it's finally happened. We can gift games to other people if you are in the alpha ring. What games are you buying me, guys? I'll get you You stole my joke. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote it here. I'm just reading the script. (laughs) I even wrote it on the notes. I'm going to get ready for this. I'm going to build up 
he literally just read it verbatim from my notes. Yeah. Thanks for that, Reese. Uh, I am buying you nothing because of that. <laughs> oh, I'll get you that. Uh, what's that one you said you had? It won uh, the Reddit Awards or something that you made up. They, oh, Pool Nation. Pool Nation. Yeah, I'll buy you that. <laughs> Sweetheart, I already own it. What kind of oh. charlatan do you take me for? Disappointed. Oh, I'll get, oh, don't know then. See, so you took my idea. You already own you know, the top game. It is the greatest game ever made. Are you saying you don't own it? I think I think we have to buy Pool Nation FX for you. <laughs> yeah, I think we do need to buy you Pool Nation FX. Endless hours on that. Can't wait. Yeah, the wo- during the loading screen, you could get a full cosplay made. Yeah. Wow, that's actually not a bad plan. <laughs> that, that game actually might be the cure to your productivity problems. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Like, this, just to go back on topic, but this is a feature that people have wanted for so long. I was like, yeah! Celebrating, singing from the roof of my house. And then I thought to myself, I'm never going to buy anyone a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lie. I've been saying for ages that I'll buy um, Emma from Rare uh, Rocket League so she can play with us. So I'll maybe buy Emma Rocket League. Yeah, no, I think it's a really cool feature, um, especially for someone like me, uh, because I have family um, spread all over the world. I have a lot of family in Australia and a couple in the UK and, you know, basically everywhere. So what, like, like for example, my cousin, who's like, you know, he's basically my, my brother. We grew up together uh, and he lives in Australia. And we still hang out by playing Xbox whenever we're awake at the same time. It's really awkward time zones there. But, uh, you know, give the, the ability to gift him games that I want him to play with me and vice versa is just going to be so, so helpful, so, so good, you know, for, for that. I really am looking forward to being able to do that. Yeah, no, that that's a, a good feature and one I never thought about actually is gifting someone a game that you want to play with them. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, maybe maybe I want to play this one game and he's, you know, it's I've been paid and he, he's he's skinned for the month, you know. Dude, I'll give you five bucks, play the game, here you go, play with me, you know. It's 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 going to be really good for that because that, that, that has happened more than once, you know, when one person has the game and the other one doesn't and he can't afford it. and Like if, everyone's playing Destiny and saying to me, you know, Reese, you have to... You have to play Destiny. It's like, well, actually, no, my, my wallet disagrees. But, you know, this something like this will actually really be cool, I think. You should still play Destiny. Yes, I should still play Destiny. I will one day. I'll just wait for it to be on I've a discount. I've persuaded two people so far. It's going well. Okay. You, 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 grows. The, the Church of Destiny. <laughs> the Church. Yeah, the Destinism. Is Des- that what? Destinism. Des- Destinism. Destinism? That, that would make you a Destinist. A destinist sounds terrible. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> right, so the um, next story. <laughs> the next story <laughs> is a bit of a big one, which just dropped today. So Microsoft has thrown in the towel against Spotify and has dropped Groove Music. Press F to pay respects, guys. F. Uh-huh. Um, like, this it. comes from really, really constant poster, Extreme Gaming Twenty Two, who's probably featured more in this podcast than Jesse. This guy's <laughs> this guy's nuts. There's a couple of people yeah. out there on the subreddit actually who are who we call our power users. 
And Extreme Guy is definitely one of the biggest power users. And he actually has a, a little tag here because we can tag you users, especially it's good for tracking if you've been naughty. Uh, and we have a little tag on his name here that says, once called Cheese the best mod on Reddit. Clearly time person of the year material right here. That's what that's what you're tagged as. So did you write that, Benny Chance? Uh, I mean, you'll never prove who. I mean, it, it's just <laughs> th- these things, you know, they're just hard to say. Yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> but let's get back to the, the point on hand. Groove music is gone, guys. Gone. Like, I suppose the positive to take from this is that they've clearly signed a deal with Spotify. Mm. And which Spotify is the market leader. Let's face it, they they, they easily not are even close. Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, the sound of the as I said with Spotify, they're going to make it easy for Groove Music subscribers to move playlists over as well. Uh, the update to the Groove Music app will be available Windows Ten next week which will have the integration between Spotify and Groove to make it easier for you to to move everything across. And the service will come to an end on December 31st. If you have paid for longer than that, then you will be given a refund. You only pay for up to December 31st of this year, and any extra money you've paid on top of that will be refunded to you. So... No, it's a bit. It's a bit of an end of an era, and and one of the things I want to point out, and I agree with this totally, is it's Forza that's going to miss out the most from this. Yeah, because in, unless Spotify have for the next Forza game a, a, a way to link in your Groove account, that's what I used Groove for was playing music on the radio stations in Forza Horizon Three as I was driving around hot um, the the tracks basically, at Hot Wheels tracks. It's like, that was such a cool feature, and I just hope that the Spotify app has something like that in the Forza games and other games as well eh, to allow you to, to, to actually integrate that into the game and music. That would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, it was such a cool feature. It's been done before, but it sort of fell out of fashion for a couple of generations, and then when it came back in, it was like, oh, I remember being able to do this in games like GTA and stuff like that. This is, this yeah. is cool, and I mean... Yeah, I thought it, it is going to be a huge loss for for Forza, and it's it's a big loss for Microsoft in a way because you know they've been battling since the days of the Zune, you know, really trying to stay in there and fight for the the music, and they they just couldn't do it in the end. I mean, but now they've closed down Groove Music and they've closed down Windows Phone, and I think a couple of other uh, consumer facing branches have been shut down. So I think eventually it's just going to be Windows and uh, and Xbox, if if trend continues, I like to consider it focusing on their key platforms. Ooh, that was yeah. is that your executive nice speak voice? <laughs> As a bit, yeah, I think I use something like that and work. They need to need to <laughs> synergize and <laughs> oh. yeah, other long words that make no sense in comparison to the rest <laughs> of the people. So our last story before we move on to the interview is clearly the top story of the week. In fact, I think it may have made it to r slash all and it is an unexpected message of appreciation. So Karina, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, Yep, so Reddit user 
a wet turtle head. Good Quite name. Quite unusual uh, yeah. name. Depends how you interpret turtle head. Oh, um, yeah. but, but there's a message saying uh, in 2011 that, obviously it's not from me, but I stabbed you on Battlefield Bad Company 2, and to this day I still remember your name, and I consider you an artifact from my past and will always cherish... Cherish? Cherish the dog tag I took from you. Thank you, Mr. Turtle. Your name is still amazing. Has anyone ever had a message like that? Not ever once. That, no, that's nothing. No, I'm not that memorable. I was about to say, that's six <laughs> years ago. I, I, don't, I don't remember even... I don't remember what I really played six years ago, to be honest. So, yeah. I... Um, when... when, when Xbox One first came out, uh, I played Battlefield 4 quite a bit because it was one of the launch games, and chat was really buggy back then. And every now and again, you would hear other people uh, who weren't in your party or just who were just talking to their Kinect or or whatever. And I remember uh, I ran around the corner, uh, and it was entirely my fault. I, I basically... I set this guy up for free kill because I, I can't remember exactly what I was doing, but I, it was completely my fault. I was just being a dumbass. And this guy ran up to me and, and knifed me. And he took my dog tags. And I heard this this kid, he must have been 10, 11 max, just scream at like the top of his voice, Oh my God, Xbox, record that! <laughs> <laughs> and it was the the funniest thing ever. That that's the closest I have come to having someone uh, interact with me in that way. But whoever you are, little dude, I'm. I hope that the Xbox did record that, and that was like the most that you keep that memory with you because that was he was seriously excited. I think I had something similar with the Connect uh, once, where I didn't realize that they could hear you slightly through the connect. Like I didn't realize it was still connected through voice. Oh dear. Uh, and what was I playing? There was something, and I like got angry because the guy wasn't reviving me, and I kind of got. I, I think I shouted something. I can't remember what it is. It was just something like, "Oh, would you just hurry up and revive me?" And probably call him stupid or something. And um, and yeah, and he must have heard, and I didn't realize. And, he, and all I heard was um, like him pop up through the sound, going, "Well, I'm not reviving you now, then," and then ran off. I just I didn't realize the connect was like I did. I didn't realize at the time like the voice was coming through the connect because I didn't a have a headset or anything, and I was just playing. Yeah, I used to send a lot of messages to people. Like for example, I heard a domestic once. And I sent the dude the message like, yo, dude, your connect is transmitting your, your living room. And he just sent back <laughs> TY. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was a big problem at the beginning. I wonder if they ever patched that out. <laughs> oh, I always remember there was, remember the connect, just talking about connect. Um, the fact when you played Alien Isolation, the connect could pick up sounds oh, and no. the alien could hear you. And, and it, right? it tracked your, your movement. Yes. Um, so, for anyone that doesn't know, if you made a sound at the point where the alien was near you, the connect would pick up, you made a sound, and the alien would come for you. There was actually some moments of the game that was beneficial, because you could make a sound quickly, nip around, hide, and come through a vent to get away from it, or something like that. But I always remember playing that game, and that game is intense. You can only play it in short bursts. And my kid walked into the room... So a little bit teary in his eye. It was, a, it was a few years ago, he was a bit younger, and he just went, Dad, I need the toilet. 
At which point the alien came <laughs> flying towards me and absolutely <laughs> took him out to my place. And he never said the toilet. I think he said a poo in Scottish. <laughs> I just remember getting absolutely slaughtered by an alien because my kid needed the toilet. Actually, I, I have a similar story that's not related to poo, but I was hiding in a, uh, a locker and the alien can, for those who don't know, uh, sniff... If it if it thinks you're somewhere, it'll start sniffing for you, and it actually can learn where you hide, and eventually it'll start like opening doors and stuff. It's really frightening how how it mimics learning. But uh, so it's it came really close to the grill at the front of the of the um, the locker. Sorry, and basically when it comes close, you have to lean back and hold your breath. Like it's a mechanic in the game, so it can't smell your breath. And when it popped past the locker, it startled me, and I I gasped and jumped back a little bit, like just moved my head back. You know, a fairly normal reaction. Except the Kinect tracks your your movement, and my character jolted their head back, and the aliens saw the movement, tore open the door, and ate me. And it was it was crazy. That was that was really intense. <laughs> I I needed to turn the game off after that. Yes, that was a game you could play in like 20 minutes first. <laughs> but also just notice, like, so this person's called a wet turtle head. Yeah. Right? What What's a turtle head to you in slang? The head of well, a turtle? Yeah. I don't know if this is a Scottish thing. Cause but see, when we're talking about poo. Yeah, I was going to mention and you, that. <laughs> yeah, and you're really, really dying for a poo. Oh, it's it's ah, it's it's like a small turtle head popping. It, it's um, <laughs> that, that's on um, that's on Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. I've got a turtle head yeah. poking out. <laughs> so I'm wondering if he's named a wet turtle head. That doesn't no, sound good to me. Oh, <laughs> oh cultural differences. I'm never going to look at that name the same way again. No, no, I don't think you ever are. But I thought this was a nice story to, to end. The, the news from the subreddit this week because it just shows that no matter what you do on your Xbox One playing games, someone somewhere may remember it five years down the line and contact you via Xbox message to remind you we're all making differences to each other's lives every single day on Xbox, as proven by this story this as week. We, as we like to say, uh, as moderators... And it really applies not just on Reddit, but also on Xbox. Always remember the person. You know, they might just seem like text. They might just seem like, you know, another player character. But they're actually a person. If You, you should always remember the person on the other end of that username or the under end of, other end of that uh, covenant rifle or whatever. It's these, uh, That's how these things, you know, happen. Well, from turtle heads to interviews. Um, Don't know how that works. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can make the leap. I'm prepared to if you are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to close off this week's episode with an interview. So we now have Alberto and Eva from Abilite Studios, developers of Super Hydora. Xbox Snap, this week's interview. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's interview. Today we have two very special guests. We have Alberto McAlby and Eva Gaspar from Abbey Light Games, who are the developers of Super Hydra. Hydra? Hydra? 
Hydora. Hydora. Yes, I got it the yeah. first time. Super Hydora. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you for having us. <laughs> so, um, it's a pleasure to have you, obviously. So, um, why don't we start off, you know, you know, for our listeners, basically. Uh, why don't you both, you know, take turns and tell us a little bit about who you both are and what it is that you both do at Abbey Light Games. Okay. Um, so I'll go first. Um, so I am the CEO, the basically the manager of the of the company. Um, sadly, I have to say that it's not Adelaide Games, but it's Adelaide Studios. Studios. <laughs> yes. Oh no! <laughs> I will. Uh, I will fix that. <laughs> it's cool Awkward. To, you know, so far right now it's just studios. Future will also be games, but uh, yeah. And what I do is um, I make everybody do what they have to do. Ah. I guess uh, that could be a good um, um, summary of uh, what I do and also provide the tools that they need to. Okay, I am Alberto and uh, I do a bit of everything. I am a sort of jack of all trades and sometimes I'm, I'm programming or designing or making music. And in the case of Super Hydra, I, I, I have been programming the, all the extra content and everything. Well, better said, uh, he's been developing or co-developing uh, Super Hydra. Yeah. Uh, and taking care of doing all the uh, ports to all the platforms. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, you, you don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to be shy, Alberto. You can. You have to be modest on the podcast. This is all about you guys <laughs> and how how awesome you are. Okay. Well, you don't know what you've asked. <laughs> <laughs> not not too much. <laughs> no, but Alberto has been active in the video game industry. I mean, he's one of um, one of the veterans uh, of the Spanish industry. He actually. Um, started developing professionally in 89, is that not wrong? 88, well, 88, 89. It's been almost 30 years, yeah. No? That's crazy. So, yeah, he's he's seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) From the the old time, from 8-bit computers, like Spectrum, Amstrad, MSX. And a bunch of other stuff too, yeah. Game Boy, console, everything. <laughs> nice. So, so soon you've been in the industry for quite a number of years. Could you tell us a little bit more about your history with Abelite? Uh This is your second game for Xbox, isn't it? We started doing video games for mobile before they were smart. And um, in 2007, we moved back for the old, for the team. It was going back to console development. Uh, because uh, the founders of Abilite already founded a, a previous company in Barcelona that actually worked a lot with Infogrames, Acclaim, and a bunch of other big companies of the 90s doing uh, console games. So Abilite started in 2007 up until now, but it is true that um, uh, Curse Castilla was our title for um, Xbox and Super Hydora is the second and both of yeah. them have been released um, uh, exclusive as um, first release platform in Xbox 
No, very nice. Very nice indeed. Uh, in fact, I remember that you guys came by to do an AMA on the subreddit for your very first game. Yes. Almost a full year ago now, right? Yeah, um, I think we released it in July. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we did an AMA. AMA, AMA oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> AMA. Yes. Um, what was it? Was it July? Yeah, I think you oh, did it just, just on release. But um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you know, you you just released Super High Dora. We've been talking about the game a lot, but we haven't actually talked about the game. So, yeah. you know, for anyone who's unfamiliar, how about you describe the game? You know, in your own words, tell us what kind of game it is. Well, it's a shot 'em up game, uh, but it's a very special one. Uh, because uh, it has uh, a non-linear path, okay? It's not a regular game when you start in one stage and it's completely linear. In this one, you can uh, switch uh, directions okay. and, and visit different planets, and you can finish the game without seeing all the planets. But, if you, of course, if you want to have the best ending and discover all the secrets, you have to uh, find each secret in all the the planets, and, and it has a very large amount of enemies, uh, different ambience, uh, weapons. It's a very big game for a shot 'em up. Cool, and it's it's side scrolling, uh, correct? Uh, yeah, not always. There there are stages when you have to go up or down. Very nice. Okay. Uh, there are levels that are short and there are very long levels too. So it's, it's very varied. I mean, so this is a remake of the freeware game Hydora. Uh, can you tell us exactly what makes it super? I mean, I know you went into the level design, but is there a little bit more? Yeah, what, what's different between the two? Well, the the first game was the the the, the basis of the of the new one, but there are uh, many uh, new stages on the game, mm-hmm. uh, new weapons, many more bosses and enemies. Uh, there are many more tracks. Uh, the the game has been completely re- rebalanced the difficulty. Um, there is uh, a new two player mode, which is were uh, great to to play a uh, shot them up with a second player. The best way also, to play. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it has cha- changed the, the game a lot. And there is also a, a new mini game called uh, Robot Chase, which is co- cooperative. Okay, and well, yeah, it's it's a very long list of of chains. Apart of uh, new graphics, uh, all has been upgraded. Wow! So it really is the the super version then. Okay, that makes that makes sense. So um, you you sort of mentioned this a little bit before about you know Super Hydora that it's not just a, a, a normal shoot 'em up game. You know because these games have been around since you know the early days of Space Invaders and Gradius and stuff like that. Um, what what exactly other than the branching paths makes Super Hydora you know, different. What 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 is you know unique to it? Mm, that's a very good question. 
Well, apart of what I say, it's the, the, the difficulty level is very fair. So it's not a difficult game for 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 free. So not not bullet stick. hell. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's just. Is it, so if I if I may intercede or yeah. help answer, it's uh, a difficulty. is not just for the sake of being hard, but yeah. it's just so you can improve, you can learn, and you can get to a better result. But I think that uh, what makes Super Hydora like a pinnacle of its um, genre is um, the developer that it's yeah. behind. It, which is uh, Loco Malito and Twitter 87 um, they they invest thousands of hours dedicated to perfect um, and improve um, a genre that they love and it shows in the experience that the user uh, or the player gets when enjoying the, the game so what makes it so special is that it is it's like every pixel has a reason to be what it is there's nothing left to the to the um, to, to the surprise or the um oh i'm tired i'm gonna do this later no it everything has been carefully put into place and i, I tested, understand what you mean tested and tested again so everything Okay. Uh, every, every line of code and every pixel and every uh, scenery and everything. Okay. No, no, that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I know exactly what you mean. That's uh, that's kind of cool, and you you can really feel when a game has been made with that level of um, with that level of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the word, love and extreme detail in all in all the game, in the, <laughs> the playability, the the movement of everything. The trans- transition between between screens, all this very well thought. Yeah, have you guys played um, the the game that originally came to Xbox and now is on everything called Inside? Uh, not myself. It's a, it's an indie oh. platformer, and when you when you're describing the way that you know everything, it was just you know perfect, like every transition, every uh-huh. every sort of thing. That that game really is made like that and you know you even mean though it's inside, or? inside yeah it's called inside well do you, the, you, the the game that, uh, that you are playing with a boy with, it's not, it, with yeah, a yeah the developer a that kid. is inside you're talking about is played it ah the 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 developer who made Inside is uh, the one who made Limbo play dead oh okay, ah, okay you know yeah it's played yeah. it yeah yeah we've yeah. played okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what that, that, but you know, you could, even though it's just a normal platformer, you can sort of feel the love they put into it. So I'm, I'm guessing that uh, this game has a similar feeling. You can really feel it, I think. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I, this game is made with no rush at all. Um, you have to think that the basis, um, was developed over a period of three years. And then we've been developing um, this one, Super Hydora, for another year. Yeah, so and and also also between the first game and and the new release, the all the feedback feedback that he Locomalito has been getting, it's 
also put in the new version. So it's uh, um, a very long list of chains. See, that's the best when you can feel the... Uh, when I just agreeing with Reese before, like, there's nothing better than when you, you know, you see the love come through the game. Uh, but anyway, back on track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> side scroll. Uh, before you was on about how uh, near enough most of the game is a side scrolling shooter. Uh, what made you guys realise that you know you want to bring that back to today? So Luca Malito um, has devoted his um, creations to classic genres from the eighties and the nineties. He revisited uh, all uh, the games that he loved and tried to do these homages. And what we've done is, while working with him, um, get the games that are um, better suited to bring to the market. Market is very, very competitive. uh, And it's great to be able to bring such jewels to the market. But still, it's very tough. So, if we're gonna um, bring these games to the market, it has to be networky and yeah. and and Super Hydora is a is a great great game, yeah. uh, which which sets um, itself as a pinnacle of what the genre is, and so did or so does Cross Castilla. Uh, which is exactly as you would remember, uh, goals and ghosts, but great. Like, yeah, it's exactly how I remember if I would play today with no change of time. I don't know if I'm making myself clear, but, um. No, I know what you mean. You're talking about sort of nostalgic glasses. Like when you played a game as a kid and it was amazing, and then you go back as an adult and you're like, wow, this is crap. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but then that's not what is happening with Locomalito and yes, yes. That they they really they are capable of capturing that yeah. experience and bring it today. Bring it back with, like you remember it, not exactly. like it was. Yeah. And it translating into great gameplay. I mean, it's 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 really great great gameplay. We, yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah. In fact, you know, that was such a good answer that you actually basically answered the next question I had lined up. I was just going to talk about how you guys bring retro games to the Xbox One. So we'll just skip right over that to the next one. I want to talk about the soundtrack because it's awesome. Oh. Is it? Oh, yeah. Is it true that there's more than sixty tracks? Yeah, exactly. It's it, the soundtrack is, is made by uh, Javier Garcia, also known as Christopher. 87, and uh, he's a great person and a fabulous musician, and uh, he works a lot. Uh, he's capable of, of making great tunes in, in short time and, and making that, that song again that uh, evokes a great melody from the past. Yeah, it really, really reminds me of uh, like an old an old arcade cabinet, you yeah. know, or it, it like, it really, like really high energy and, and cool. Yeah. And, but it, uh, but it's especially, yeah. uh, just to say, yeah. uh, what it's also, at least for me, I find it very interesting is that is with Super Hydora, uh, that, that's the first time that actually 
Lokomalito and Glitter 87 got to work together. Yes. And what they did it was in, in certain phases. Um, Glitter 87 would uh, create the music. And afterwards, Locomalito would create the design level. Afterwards. So, exactly. So, so okay. what, what I wanted to say is that, uh, in this game, you should actually, is one of those games that you wouldn't necessarily think that, uh, you have to play with music, but in Super Hydora, you have to. If you yeah. want to get the full experience of the game, you have to play the game with music. And then you can, you can feel it in, in, in visually, um, with your ears and everything. Yeah. Um, so. Because there are, there are many events in the game that are synchronized with the music. Oh. So when, when uh, uh, for example, when, uh, with uh, a specific, uh, specific phrase of the melody enters in, uh, you can see uh, enemies coming at the same time. And things happening on the screen, and every every stage of uh, 35, I think they are uh, have a soundtrack which is exclusive for for each one, Ooh. and also also all uh, on the the soundtrack uh, has, the old tracks have been completely remastered for the new version. Okay. I, I really love it when, when games, like the music actually lines up with what you're doing. I, I've always loved rhythm games like Rez and, and all those all sort of, uh, even, I don't know, Parappa the Rapper and stuff like that. I've always <laughs> loved them. So this is actually very exciting for me to hear. Uh, just, uh, I haven't actually played the game yet, uh, full disclosure, but I have seen the trailers and watched quite a few videos and, uh, I, I the music is just great. It's, it's really cool. So that's, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. Right. Oh. yeah, but definitely it is worth uh, the time. Okay. Um, I haven't played that much, but I heard that if you keep persisting at it, it is very, very rewarding. Karina, can yeah. you take us into the to the next question? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, st I'm still interested in the fact the music matches. I'm going to have to find these levels and find which ones they are. Uh, but anyway, oh. talking about about uh, specific games. What are some of your favorite games in the shoot in the shooter genre? I've been out of the shoot 'em up games from for a very long time. I really like like the old games from the Super Nintendo or arcade arcade machine era. They're the but, best ones. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> but but then there was that kind of of game that had millions of of bullets on a screen, and I hated that bullet kind of hells. Game. Oh, me too. Yeah. So I I, I stopped uh, playing uh, shoot 'em up games, but uh, Super Hydra is not <laughs> that kind of game. Thank God. And, <laughs> and it is it has me uh, believe again in the general genre genre genre. So so it's. For me, it's been absolutely amazing to work with this game because it's like uh, getting all the joy again of uh, that kind of game. I liked uh, the, the all the Gradius games. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, what uh, I don't remember the name. Like no. R-Type? 
Yeah, of Similar course. I, I, I really love, like R-Type. I, I love it. R-Type guy. And I, I'm <laughs> remembering a, a game from Konami for the Super Nintendo, uh, which has uh, very different levels, but I don't remember the name now. Ah, well, if you remember, I, I'll I'll bring it up. If you want to tell okay. me, I'll bring it up in the podcast later on. But uh, um, basically, what have we got here? Yeah. Ah, yes. Uh, I want to know, was the process any easier for you guys uh, releasing your second game on the Xbox One? Like, uh, did you learn any good lessons with your first game that you sort of used here or or what? Honest, honest, um, the ID at Xbox uh, is a great team, is a great support for, uh, okay, we're a small publisher, but developers, so they are uh, a really good good team that works very well with uh, their parties. Okay. And they're super responsive. They're very proactive. Um, I only have good words. I mean, yeah. do, you, um, do you know Agostino Simonetta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I know. Well, Agostino oh, I know. listens to the podcast every week. Oh. So, oh okay. Hi, Ago. Say hi. Hi, <laughs> hi everyone. <laughs> yeah, Ago is yeah. a big fan. It's uh, it, so. The answer to the question is, yeah, of course, we, you always, one always learns doing something for the first time. But in the side of being painful, it, it, it was not the first time. Uh, it was maybe, you know, in order to know you, uh, of course, the second time around, I already knew you. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's actually a great platform to publish in. Really, really good. And the team, which I understand they are not so many people, but they are very, very professional. They always answer. They are always there. They, they really have the developers. Oh, that's great to hear. Good job, Ago. Good job. <laughs> yeah, the whole team, huh? Yeah, and, and the rest yeah. of your team, of Everybody. course. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to chew me out for that, actually. <laughs> so what would you guys say is next for AB Light? Uh, actually, we're going to be announcing something soon. Ooh, uh, we're, <laughs> but um, at this moment, uh, I guess, um, yeah, I guess I cannot really advance anything, but it's it's going to be very soon. Okay, if we so. speak or something like this, there's going to be a new announcement of a new project. and So stay tuned, basically. Yeah. Okay, Definitely. that's exciting. Now, guys, you've been you've been really good sports. Thank you so much for for uh-huh. joining us tonight, the both of you. Um, I have one last question for you, and I'm gonna apologize in advance, but we ask this <laughs> question of every single one of our guests, and I think you guys are maybe our sixty-something interview. Uh, so this this question's been around the block. But we have to ask, and it's uh, it's some really serious and hard hitting journalism. Like this is this sure. is the hardest question you're going to hear all night. Okay, so are you ready? Yes. The question is, and I want to answer from both of you, and that's which classic video game character could you knock out with one punch? Uh, because I want to. <laughs> I, I, I love the silence that comes after that question. You ask it, there's always this silence like, did he just say that? <laughs> no, no, just... I was, you know, I was thinking 
Princess Peach, but then I thought that's not a good answer. It's not politically correct. Well, uh, I mean, so, I don't know. You, you can if you want. You can if you want. You don't have to be politically correct. I mean, Xbox Live's Major Nelson, he said Frogger. In fact, we had the whole Xbox team on here, and they all said different animals. So that's not very politically correct either. Better, better answer than mine, for sure. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be you want to, but just that you think you could. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking about winning. I don't know why. <laughs> I've been told to be very competitive, so I'm going to be hitting someone or something if I want to win. I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know what to say. <laughs> well, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Listen oh. to your heart. <laughs> oh, very difficult. One of the wolves, no? Star Fox? I don't know, Star Fox? Fox. No? no more barrel rolls for him. Thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not it's uh, it's not a question that you often think about. <laughs> you know, it's it's okay. You you could you could pass. It's just a bit of a joke okay. for the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I I want to sleep tonight. Ah, okay. Yeah, don't, you, you don't want to be sitting awake at night thinking, what have I done? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so guys, thank you so much again. Uh, you've been a great, great fun. Uh, before we go away, where can people find out more about uh, Super Hydora? Um, thank you again for having us. And if people want to know more about Super Hydora and all the games that we publish, uh, they can check them out at abilite.com. That's A-B-Y-L-I-G-H-E.com. Okay, brilliant. So thank you very much, guys, and uh, have you. a nice thank night. Thank you. Thanks for being on the pod. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this. Bollocks. <laughs> I hate Skype. Skype's a piece of shit. <laughs> Skype's a piece of shit. I hate Skype. Gotta change the options because Skype's a piece of shit. Gotta change the options. <laughs> I'm recording this. This is so good on the hey. end of the podcast. I can hear you now, you motherfucker. <laughs> this is so good on the end of the podcast. <laughs> Skype's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>